Hey everybody, welcome to the show today. We are brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, as always, and you can go to their website, check out the Coffee Club, use the code BLASTOFF25 for 25% off your first month. It is fantastic. You'll be supporting veterans and a veteran-owned company and actually getting incredibly good coffee. Today, we have Mike Cunahan. He goes by No Donuts here, and if you're a fan of this show and also Saltwater Experience, you might remember having him on the show. We had Mike there. He's a New York City police officer, and since we've had him on Saltwater Experience, he has had some pretty exciting things, including getting married. He's got a son on the way, started a first-form fishing channel, doing a series called Mike and Mike, where they've uh, been with several of our guests on the show doing some fishing and other things, including Chris Fish's uh, Python Cowboy and more. And we talked to him about all of that stuff, what he's been doing, catching up, and also what he thinks is important about raising a son in this world, having a strong father figure. So no donuts here. Mike Cunahan back on the show. Here we go. I'm Mike Cunahan, and this is the Tom Rowland Podcast. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Mike, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'd be better if I was fishing in the Keys, but... I bet so. I bet so. Is it hot up there in New York? It is, man. It's getting a little toasty out here. You know, we're getting rolling into July, and things are starting to get hot and humid. Do you have the smoke? What was that? Do you have the smoke from the fires up north? We had it it a couple weeks ago, and we're supposed to be getting it back today, actually. Um, It doesn't look too bad out there now, but they say the air quality is like uh diminishing rapidly yeah it's really all over the place all right mike uh we're doing something a little bit differently uh the last few podcasts it seems to be pretty popular so we're gonna we're gonna start this with you it's the hot seat we're gonna ask you some some quick questions rapid fire questions there's a uh you you know like uh two choices or you could say neither or uh Mm -hmm. you know just the first thing that comes to your mind and some are silly and some actually have a little bit of meaning but uh, okay. we'll get started. All right. So Mike Cunahan, um, he was on Saltwater Experience with us. We've had him on the podcast before. He's a New York City police officer and a new uh, successful YouTuber in the fishing space. We're going to talk about that. That's fantastic. Uh, so, Mike, texting or calling? Uh, depends on circumstances. I'm going to say texting. Texting okay. first. All right. Cat or dog? Dog all day. Sunrise, Sunset sunrise for you it's after sunset uh yeah <laughs> for this fishing uh instagram or twitter uh instagram winter olympics or summer olympics summer all day 
<laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, Absolutely. If you could have one superpower for a day, what would it be? Oh, man. I'd like to fly. Okay, that's fly. a good one. That's a good one. And uh, since I know that you can't fly, or I'm pretty sure that you can't fly, what would you consider your superpower now, or maybe the most interesting talent that you might have? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I would say the ability to call people out on their nonsense. Mm. Read through people's uh, not truths. That seems like that might be um, good for your profession. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in handy. And well honed. Um, yep. Something or a couple of things that you're proud of? Oh, um, I would say work ethic. Okay. You know, applied in different fields, I would say work ethic. Outstanding. One tech item that you rely on? Oh, man, my phone, without a doubt. I do everything on this thing. <laughs> okay. The best piece of advice that you remember ever having been given? Oh, man. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Retired, too sore, too whatever. Show up and do it anyway. Love it. Um, three non-negotiables in your day. Um, uh, food, water, and working out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I keep it very basic. Um, name a movie that makes you laugh. I'm going to say just Dumb and Dumber off the top of my head. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, audiobook, paper, or Kindle? Uh, paper. Okay. Sure. And what's the last book you read? Um, what was the name of it? It was one of, uh, wow, I can't think of the guy's name. Or, or Relentless, Relentless by Tim Grover. Oh, that's yep. great. I love that book. It's in our it's book club. Relentless, and then actually... I think I have them over here. Relentless, relentless, and then the second one. He wrote two of them. Okay, I, I hadn't read the second one, but that Relentless book is really good. That's yeah. in the book club. West Coast or East Coast? East Coast. Country or rock? Country. Okay, here we go. That's it. All right, so break the ice. Everybody gets to know you a little bit better. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah. You got a lot of things going on, man. You. Uh, what have you been doing since uh, since we had uh, our time together on Saltwater Experience? Seems like you've done a bunch oh, of man. stuff. Get married, all I've kinds of things. I've had my hands full. We get everything set up at the house. Um, we got a baby on the way. Um, yeah. Started filming a new YouTube series. We've got a lot of stuff in the works. And um, the baby, obviously, being the biggest. You know, he's I got a baby boy on the way. He'll be here. They're saying early October, but I think it's going to be more like late September. I think really? we screwed some dates at the beginning. So I'll have a little fishing partner, a little fishing buddy here pretty soon. And uh, it's nerve-wracking, man. It's like getting everything ready for the house. And then it's like, all right, well, now we have to get a baby's room ready. It's like there's a crib in my house. Like I, I can't <laughs> believe it. You know, we got all this baby stuff. Like I have boxes everywhere again. I'm like, this is – so it feels like we're moving again, you know? Yeah. But – um. <clears throat> that's obviously the biggest and most exciting thing we have going on right now. And it's just like, wow, it's, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I was ever, ever going to see this for me. So it's cool to see it all coming into fruition. Yeah. Well, and, I, I can tell you, man, having getting married and having kids were the best decision of my life by far, yeah. uh, without mm -hmm. any question whatsoever. And 
and um, you're going to be a great dad. You're going to be fantastic yeah, at it. You, you've got you've got so many things to offer, and and uh, and it's going to be fantastic for you and and your family, your wife. Um, yeah, it's a very exciting time. It's, it's Nervous funny to see though. The different, it's funny to see the different kinds of reactions you get from people yeah. when you tell them you're having a kid. It's you either get that reaction like, "Oh, it's the best thing ever," <laughs> or you get your life's over. You're never going to do anything again. Get it all out of your system now. I'm like. I don't know. I don't see it like that. Like I see it as another, just another chapter of my life that I'm able to, you know, kind of guide this, this little man through, through life and through the world and build him into the best person that he could be. Well, of course you do. That's, that's the kind yeah. of person that you are. Um, but also what, what will happen for a person like yourself is that in the past you have been motivated and uh, inspired and used your work ethic to do some amazing things. And now you're going to have a fire under your ass like you've never had before. <laughs> yep. And if you ever thought you were motivated before, multiply mm -hmm. it by an exponential 10. And uh, yep. that's how you're going to live the next uh, 20 years, probably. Yeah, I'm sorry. That fire just recently got lit. I'm like, all right. But she's really starting to show now. And I'm like, oh, man, this is getting this is getting real. And she's like, what do you mean this is getting real? She's this has been real for the last six months, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm starting to feel exactly what you're talking about. You know, I'm trying to push the envelope on certain things and try to get things, you know, expedited a little bit quicker than I, than they should. But trying to make them as much happen as possible. Yeah, well, it's a very exciting time, and and uh, you, you're you're gonna be great at it. It's gonna be great. So, when did you get married? You got married what two years ago? Yeah, um, not this past April, but the April before. We were actually down in Florida, down in Destin. We found this little spot. We had about twenty people there. Very low key, very very small. Uh, we had a blast. It was a good time, right on the beach. <clears throat> Destin's got these like white powder beaches. They're beautiful. So we were there for sunset and the whole thing is just mainly just family and a couple close friends, and that was it. Yeah, and we had a great time. That's fantastic. No complaint. We had a we had a wedding recently. My oldest son just got married just uh, a few weeks ago, and oh, uh, congrats. A wedding also stirs up all kinds of emotions. You know, mm -hmm. good, bad, all kinds of all kinds of things. But um, yeah, that's a that's an exciting time. So tell me about the uh, about the YouTube series and and what you've been doing with the with first form fishing and and all of that. So, we had a couple things going. So we started a first form fishing Instagram page that we're trying to build out. That's kind of my passion project on the side. Um, <clears throat> but we're my main my main focus right now is. Uh, or outside of my current job, my main focus is um, this Mike and Mike series that we're doing. And it's pretty much me, a white guy that enjoys the outdoors and doing all this crazy stuff. And my good friend, Mike, who's a black guy who does not enjoy the outdoors <laughs> at all. And, um, <laughs> it's just like polar opposites. But you both enjoy, I mean, he's your training partner, right? Like you guys have been training together for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we work, we work out a lot. Whenever we're together, we train a lot. It's always a good workout and everything, but doing this stuff is completely out of his element out of his comfort zone and it's cool to you know he goes into it very he goes into every episode very hesitant very scared very anxious and he finishes every episode like dude that was that was awesome like when do we do it again what, what's next and it's cool to see that progression and him getting more and more comfortable and actually really starting to enjoy the outdoors and doing all this stuff and um we got a couple of things in the works we've done some really cool stuff but we got some things in the works that I'm, I'm a little hesitant to do. Yeah, we have a, 
we've what have we done so far? We did um shark fishing down in Florida, we did iguana hunting in Florida, barehanded snake python hunting, um all kinds. We did a tuna trip out of uh up in the northeast, but we have a ghost hunting episode lined up. <laughs> which we're going to like we're going to uh, an abandoned insane asylum in West somewhere in the woods in West Virginia. Oh. I'm absolutely terrified. Um whitewater rafting, I'm a little worried about um there's talk about us doing cage diving with great whites out in California. Definitely hesitant about that, but whatever. But we have, we have some really cool stuff lined up. We have a um we're actually going out to California in a couple of weeks and we're going to hit that bluefin tuna fishery out there. Which I'm, that's like a big time bucket list trip for me. So I actually just ordered a whole bunch of stuff online. I'm pretty sure I paid tackle directs uh this month. <laughs> well um i hope you went to tackledirect.tv that's our that's our link there and then, yeah. you, then yep. from there you can go anywhere you want um mm -hmm. so of of the things that you said that you had done so far the this audience is familiar with several of the people chris fishes chris fishes you helped us uh set up a podcast with him which yeah, was yeah. good man it was really good i mean that he, he's doing some great stuff off the beach and he had a mm -hmm. very 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 entertaining podcast that we had with him and then uh then the python cowboy he's one of our yep. all-time favorite uh guests of all time i mean his yep. his episodes have always done well what a oh. mike kimmel he's he's an incredible dude down there that he's a great uh guy. I he, him, we shot an event together for sig sour out in wyoming we'd been following each other on, on social media for a while but i got to meet him and interact with him and kind of chop it up with him for a little bit out in wyoming and i was like dude we got to come down there and, and do some stuff with you so we did the iguana hunt and the python hunt with him he was like you got to come do a pig hunt and i was like i've seen the pig hunts that, he, that you guys do i've witnessed it we did it in texas I was like, that's not for me, man. I was like, I'll shoot pigs, but going and actually getting in there and stabbing them, I'm gonna pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iguana, if you guys ever have have the chance to go do an iguana hunt with him, highly recommend. Yeah. That was one of the coolest things well, I've ever done. He also, I mean, I actually I showed my daughter his uh his video and my daughter was like, Oh, we have to go do that. And he was shooting yes. the the uh, he was shooting the the invasive Iguana. iguanas. And mm -hmm. then what what I'm most interested in with him is the way that he runs his dogs. I mean, he has oh, got some weird. of the craziest, most mm -hmm. impressive dogs that yep. I've ever seen. I mean, they will go after and retrieve anything he shoots. It's incredible. I wish my dog looked half as good as this. <laughs> I mean, he's got yeah. that automatic uh, yep. auto. That dog is auto. that dog yeah. is amazing, man. Just off Instagram, I've never seen it in person. But what we what had auto, we had auto, we had auto for the for the iguana hunt and it was he was just sitting in front of the boat, we'd shoot the iguanas. He'd be like, "All right, go." He grabbed the iguanas, bring them back to the boat. It was it was unbelievable to watch his dog work. Yeah, that's a tough dog. So what's the difference between following uh, Mike uh, the Python Cowboy on Instagram and then actually going out there and and being out there with him? I mean. <laughs> he, he pretty much tells it like it is on Instagram. It's not much different, you know, but uh, it's different when you're there actually shooting the, the iguanas. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's productive for the state of Florida. It's not like you're just out there randomly killing animals. Um, the iguanas are actually doing a lot of damage to the infrastructure out there. So they're destroying, you know, uh, their, their main concern is seawalls because of the water system down there in South Florida. If they collapse those seawalls, it's over. Mm -hmm. Um 
but they undermine foundations and sidewalks and they're a threat to a lot of the native native species out there and stuff like that so it's not like you're out there just randomly killing animals it's, you're really doing a doing the ecosystem of service out there but um as far as he calls it just like just like it is man whatever you see on instagram that's he does a very good job of depicting exactly what's going on out there did you have <laughs> any success with the snakes um that episode is actually about to drop but yes okay it was, it was supposed to drop yesterday it should be dropping this week maybe sunday um but yeah we got a couple snakes not as many as i thought we got one six foot one that definitely bit me and then we got another, <laughs> we got another one about 10 feet long and um that was wild man because you're i wasn't worried about the pythons it was oh well there could be rattlesnakes there's definitely it's infested with alligators there's alligators everywhere down there and that was my main concern because you're cruising down these i guess canals in the uh in the everglades and you're like all right this is like a good island let's go check it out and you have to like you're driving over alligators to get to these places. And you're like, all right, well, there could be an alligator like right here in this water. And you don't even, you don't know what's there until wow. it comes up and bites you, you know? So jumping out of the boat onto the island and then back onto the boat was a little sketchy. But um, it was fun, man. We had a really good time. Everything's done at night in pitch black, you know? <laughs> it was funny to see Mike's walking through like, That's... he's like six, he's like six, five, six, six, something like that. And he's like with a flashlight and a headlight. And all I see behind me is like all these lights <laughs> flashing all over the place. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, man, because I'm like two feet taller than you. <laughs> I can't get through this stuff. But um, it was fun, man. It was, it was a lot of fun seeing him maneuver through all this thick. Weeds. Who was more afraid of the snakes, Mike or Mike? Oh, he was. He was, was, he? He was terrified. Does he? I'm, I'm okay with snakes. They don't bother me. Um, but apparently ghosts, but apparently you got a real problem with ghosts. Oh man. So <laughs> one of the, the guys, the media guys, producers or whatever they're called, he's like, Oh yeah, we found this place in West Virginia and you know, all these inmates like killed each other. They did all these lobotomies and experiments on all these mentally ill people. I was like, we're going where? <laughs> what, what are we doing? And we, yeah, he's like, Oh yeah, we're going to be there from uh, eight at night till five in the morning. I'm like, what are we doing for that long? You know, old psych ward. Like, I don't know. They got all these like infrared thermal cameras and all this crazy stuff. So man, that, I'll tell you what, it, it may be your most popular video because as I look, um, across the, the channels, I mean, even like the travel channel these days used to have like yeah. shows about going to places. Mm -hmm. It's almost yeah. all paranormal ghost hunting now. So yep. those those kind of shows they must rate really well, and Definitely, I yeah. bet that if you when you put this video out, you might be very surprised at how well it does. I, I think there's a real audience out there for hey, it. It better be because I don't really want to do it. <laughs> I don't blame you. That kind of stuff makes me. I don't know. I never liked going to haunted houses when I was a kid. I I just I just didn't like it. Like I mean, even around mm -hmm. Halloween when you know it's fake and and oh, yeah. people are wearing yeah, costumes. I don't I don't like that. I just don't mm -hmm. like it. It's not fun. So quick. Quick ghost story. I was this is I was probably in high school when this happened, and I came home from a friend's house or whatever, and I was talking to my mom. And it was, she was up super late. This is at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm talking to her, and we hear this noise coming from the basement. I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And we go down, we go slow walk downstairs, and we hear it. It's getting louder and louder. I'm like, "What the? What is this?" As soon as my foot touched the basement basement floor from that last step it shut off 
Oh, and I was like, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I'm all goosed up. But um, we start turning things on to try to figure out what the noise was. And it was a treadmill. But so I turned the treadmill on and I'm like, this is what it was. But the key to turn the treadmill on wasn't in it when I got downstairs. So how did this thing turn on? It was just bizarre. So I got my, I have my theories. It's, it's creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you, you have people that claim that they've, they've seen them. I had, you know, Key West is a very haunted place because of all the pirates, I guess. And, and, um, they, they do ghost tours down there in Key West all the time. And I had a friend that lived in one of these houses where they walk in front of the house and they talk about all the ghost stories in there. And they lived in this house. And I asked him, I was like, do you ever see any ghosts in there or anything? And he's like, um, yeah, we sure did. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, tell me about it. Like, was it scary? And he goes, no, they were, they were, they were funny ghosts. Like, like just mischievous ghosts. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he'd say, you know, you would do things like you would close the refrigerator door and you would turn around and you'd be doing something and you turn back around and the refrigerator doors open. Or like you would, um, you know, put the toilet paper, you would replace the toilet paper roll. And then you mm-hmm. would go back when you went back into the, the bathroom, even though no one was there, all the toilet paper was rolled off of the toilet no. paper roll. And then they'd replace it again. And then, you know, maybe not the first time or the second time or the third time they go back in there. But then another time they'd go back in there and all the toilet papers rolled off the roll <laughs> and just weird things like that. You would put your you would put your keys down and then you would come back to get them and they weren't there. They were at the other end of the table. Mm-hmm. And nobody else is there. And he said it, he said that stuff happened all the time in this house. And he said it never was scary. It was just kind of like, I know I just put that coffee cup yeah. there and it's now uh-huh. here. That is so weird. And there was just this feeling of just, just like it was weird, like not like scary and nobody <laughs> ever jumped out and said boo. But he, he just was like, there's no other explanation except... Yeah. You know, there were weird things going on there. And, yeah. uh, better than ghosts trying to kill you in your sleep or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I don't know. We always had this, we used to have this place when you said an uh, uh, insane asylum somewhere. Uh, we had this place when we were kids and it, they called it Pine Breeze. And you would, you would tell all these ghost stories beforehand and, and then you would drive up this old kind of abandoned road that was all uh, overgrown with kudzu and it looked like something straight out of, of Scooby-Doo, like a Scooby-Doo Mysteries thing. And you would drive up there and then there was this old building and I don't know what they used to, I heard it was a tuberculosis ward and they had some yeah. smokestacks on it and it was just all abandoned yeah. and the windows are all broken out. And you could just scare somebody so bad because it was such oh, a spooky yeah. looking place. And that's probably what's going to happen to you. Exactly. They're going to fill you up with all this, all these stories of what happened, the yeah. inmates and everything so get, else. From what I understand, you get a tour of the place by one of the, like a guy that works there or whatever. You get a tour of the place and they give you like a flashlight and they're like, all right, go have fun. You get free <laughs> roam of the place. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well, man. Well, so I hope you guys don't have, Hope you guys don't have guys like jumping out on us because it won't end well. Trust me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, not not the wrong 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 party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, wrong Mike and Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that one. So, what about the fishing? Yeah. Um, the fishing ones. Tell me about the what you know about the bluefin 
uh, trip that you might that you might do in in California? Um, from what I understand, a lot some of the stuff is very similar to what we do here in the Northeast. You know, um, they do a lot of jigging, a lot of popping, stick baits, and stuff like that. But what the we, what they do there that we don't do here is, um, I guess they use like a kite and they'll put a bait up with a kite mm. and it'll just skip across the top of the water. They'll use like a dead flying fish. And apparently the tuna go nuts for it. It's just absolute insanity. Now, the boat that you go out on, is it one of the long range boats that goes out of San Diego? Is that what you're doing? We're going out of San Diego. I think it's going to be like a 30, 30 foot center console, oh, okay. 35 foot center console, something like that. Because they have some and, boats that are long range. You spend a couple of days out there, I guess. And that's yeah, supposed to be like really the, good too. The big head boats and stuff. Like I think so. I, I don't know if I could do those just because I don't like giant crowds of people you know mm-hmm. or just uh, especially fishing you know i try to avoid the crowds this is just going to be me and a couple of guys from first form and we're just going to go have fun we got some energy drinks coming out and we're trying to get some content for that so it'll be a good time all right all right and then uh do you have any other plans are you putting all this together or is somebody helping you to kind of put the fishing part it's together like a, it's like a team, team effort a lot of the media guys are, are coordinating all the back end stuff um we're going to kind of parlay that into a, another Mike and Mike episode. Um, so we're going to get out there on Friday or Thursday, fish Friday, me and one of the guys from, from uh, headquarters. And then Saturday, we're going to go <clears throat> rent these like side-by-sides and blast through the sand dunes out there in California. Um, there's talk of cage diving with sharks. Hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm, I would do it. I'm not, I'm a little hesitant, but. I would be excited. I'm intrigued by it. You know, yeah. it's something that I, I've always wanted to do, but I'm always like, never had the courage to do it. You well, know? Or mean, the opportunity. Really. Yeah. The opportunity maybe more so. I don't know. I've only seen one video that didn't, didn't look good for the cage diver with the sharks. I, you, you do mm-hmm. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think with the great white, the great white actually got inside the cage. That's the one. The top. That's the yeah. one. Well, if we one. do it, that will be playing on repeat. In my Listen, mind. that had to be the one in a million. I mean, because the opening of the top of the thing is literally out of the water, and it's yep. small, and uh-huh. yeah, that just had to be one one in a, a million, right, for that shark to Hopefully. end up in there. And then everybody was fine. But that is a freaky, freaky video. Now, I've never been like what you what you're doing there, but I have been in a shark cage. And it's far less um, adventurous, I think. In Bimini, there is a place at the end of a dock in Bimini. They have a they have a cage right there at the end of the dock, and it's where they clean all the fish. And they and there are all these bull sharks that come in, and there'll be yeah. a dozen giant bull sharks right there. Oh, yeah. And so the mm-hmm. bull sharks are very aggressive, um, and they can you know they it could it could not be good to be swimming with all those bull sharks, but they're in there, and these. Uh, guys are just slapping mahi carcasses on the surface and throwing chumming everything they possibly can and all these bull sharks come right up but you just get on a snuba deal so they have like a air compressor up there and several hoses go down and you just you just you know breathe through the through the hose and you're only you're only six feet under the water and so you're sitting on the bottom in this cage and these sharks are just coming up very close to you but i could see that you know there's no way that the shark could turn sideways or anything. I mean, the bars are way too close for the shark to be able to get in there. And, uh, 
I did it with my daughter and, and it was cool. You know, I, I, I had my hands like this the whole time, oh, yeah. <laughs> even though the cage was five feet over there. I was, I was like this, like no fingers are going outside of the cage for me. Um, How'd your but daughter handle it? She was fine. I mean, really yeah. it's very, I think that if you're, I think if you take a lot, a big boat out there, you deploy the cage in the water, you're out in the open ocean, you get in, you don't know what to expect. Uh, I think that could be a whole different level of apprehension and, and nervousness that you might have in this situation. You walk to the end of the dock. There's already somebody in the cage. You're watching them do it. You're like, okay, I'm just going to climb down that ladder. There's zero exposure. I'm climbing down the ladder directly into the cage. There's zero exposure with anything. And I've seen people do this for the last 20 minutes while I'm waiting for my turn. It, we, I, I really didn't have any problem with it at all. And, me, and neither did she. But I mean, like yeah, I'm I, saying, though, there's a big difference between that and, and the open water. Even though the danger might be the same. There's yeah. a whole different experience with a rocking boat out. You can't see land. You're going to have to jump yeah. in the water and then get in the cage. I don't know. It, 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 that, I might have a problem with that, but I didn't have a problem have with the one the we video? did. Have you seen the videos of the guys diving, free diving with the like tiger sharks? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where they feed them all right. the time. And sometimes those things are like pets and they just, they, they just yeah. pet them on the nose and, and turn them upside yeah. down. And they're, they're holding a, a big 12 footer. Um, by the nose. It's um, incredible. Yep. I think it's incredible. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some of my, some of my buddies up at, they're up in like North, Northeast Florida. They're getting some giants, giant sharks, tiger sharks, hammerheads wow. from the beach. Oh, they're catching fun. them. Yeah. Northeast oh, yeah. Florida on the, on the Atlantic yeah. side. Yeah. Up by like New Smyrna up there. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Just it's crazy to think that they're so that close to shore, you know? Well, I mean, if you look at the, uh, we used to do a lot of, uh, my family used to go on a vacation uh, around the Myrtle Beach, kind of Polly's Island, South Carolina area. And uh, mm -hmm. we did a lot of surfing and swimming in that water all the time. And the water's murky and there's lots of bait in the water that we can see tarpon rolling along that beach sometimes. And, you know, you're always thinking, well, there, I'm sure that there's sharks in here, lots of them. And, oh, yeah. but, and even when the movie Jaws came out, everybody's scared to death, but we, we just kept swimming in the water. And now, yeah. you know, after they've done that O-Search program and you've seen uh, them tag these great whites all over the, the Atlantic seaboard, and then they track them and you can go to the O-Search website and you can see all the data on all the sharks that they track. And not only mm -hmm. do they go close to the beach, but they go up in the inlet these are great whites okay. way up in the inlet, uh -huh. sometimes up in the river, then down right along the beach. All this, those same sharks come right through the Florida Keys. And yep. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, people would say, you know, in the past, maybe we were just talking about this on another podcast about, you know, somebody hooking something or, or, or catching something and, and it was real big. And then something so big came and ate it and who, what could it possibly have been? Uh -huh. Well, I mean, now that you have the data showing that there are a bunch of great whites come right through here, well, I yeah. could have been that. <laughs> could have been that. We had, we had, we had video two, two years ago of a really big mako shark that came into one of the inlets and beached itself right where I fit, right one of my fishing spots. Wow. It was going absolutely berserk. I couldn't believe it. It was like a 10-foot mako. It was a huge. mako, wow. That's one of the <laughs> fastest ones 
in the yeah. ocean. I wonder what's going on with that fish for it to beach beach itself. It, it was inside the inlet. I mean, obviously, yeah. probably chasing bait and yeah. got a little too mm -hmm. carried away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're shark you go. fishing. Have you had a good good year of shark fishing on, on the beach? Because there are more sharks that now than I've ever seen in my life. So I haven't, I actually haven't been out for shark yet, but I see a lot of my buddies are getting some of these giant sand tiger sharks out in Long Island. Mm. Um, but I haven't been out there yet. I've, I've, I kind of got the itch because bass, bass fishing is starting to slow down. We get it good in the spring and then it slows down in the summer and everybody just kind of starts to shark fish or, you know, just hang out. <clears throat> so I've been kind of getting the itch to get out there and try, try to get one of these big sand tigers. What do you know about the sand tiger? Because that's a, that's a, that's a shark that you see in the, in the aquariums and stuff. When you go to a, yeah. one of the big aquariums and they got this I, crazy I ragged mouth of teeth. And I, yeah, that's, that's the thing that's most like intriguing about them is their, their teeth. They're all like, yeah, all over. So it's unbelievable to see. How, how do your friends fish for them? I mean, just, just like dead bait on the bottom or, I mean, they don't yeah. seem like a fast, aggressive shark when I see, and I, no. I've never seen one in the lot in, in the wild. Mm -hmm. I've never caught one, but just, I have, yeah. you know, been to the Atlanta aquarium or other aquariums and mm -hmm. you see them you're like, that is pretty slow shark. You know, it seems yeah, like they're kind of like you know, big lumbering, yeah. like, but I mean, it's makes for a cool picture. It's a cool, sure it cool does. you know? Um, they get pretty big too. They're getting them, you know, over 10 feet, I think, you know, from the pictures that I see, they look pretty big. Wow. But, um, I've seen, man, I don't know. I've seen more this year caught than I think I've seen ever before. You know, I've seen already, I don't know, five or six. Wow. And it's still early in the season. Early in the season. Yeah. And is that a, is that a shark that people catch regularly up there or is that something different yeah, than normal? We, we get, um, we got like regular, uh, we had a lot of brown sharks and stuff like that, but we've mm -hmm. been actually getting more black tips and spinners up here. Yeah. It's these last like five years, we've been getting a lot more of those, but, um, a lot of brown sharks and stuff and, uh, sand tigers and stuff like that. But, um, a lot of guys are really starting to get a lot of the spinners and the, uh, the black tips now. That's actually, cause we have these big bunker pods that actually didn't show up this year. We were getting these huge pods of bunker that would be like, football fields of bunker mm -hmm. all over uh, the South Shore of Long Island. And they just didn't show up this year, which kind of helped the bass fishing, honestly. Um, guys had a really good spring down there. Um, but yeah, the bunker just never showed up. That's so, disturbing. I don't know, because there was so much, there was such an abundance of it. Yeah. Know? So, and know. And so with, with, with less bait, the, the fish were concentrated on the, the available bait, which maybe was a little bit easier to find. And then you could target that's the what, fish a little bit I'm better. Thinking, you know, cause I think they were, they were so concentrated on that bait there. We, we had, I mean, obviously bass, bass, bluefish. Um, we were, getting, we were getting bluefin tuna right up onto the beach almost. Wow. Whale, dolphins. It was unbelievable. Wow. Did, did you catch some bluefin this year? Not yet. No, I went out, um, last fall. Last fall, I went out out of uh, Rhode Island, and then I did another trip up to the Cape, which we got to get you up there for that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, that looks amazing. Um, yeah, whether we do it with a TV fun. show or or just come up there and just experience yeah, it, either one. That's a that's a part of the country that I really haven't done any fishing or very much traveling in. And uh, you know, I've been to Nantucket <laughs> and to to Martha's Vineyard in that area, um, mm -hmm. but didn't fish. And um, yeah. it, it's such a iconic cool place oh, i mean there and north 
And uh, I'd love to bring my wife up there and just have a, a cool trip and do do some other yeah, um, well, trips. There's a guy. Up, I'll connect you up. I yeah. know some really good captains. I'll connect you guys. Yeah, sure. that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah. There was a, a very um, knowledgeable fisherman, Spider Andreessen, and he. I used to fish with him a good bit, and he uh, mm -hmm. he talked about that area. He spent a ton of time up there and had had uh, some really amazing things to say about the fishing up there. So I'm I'm ready. They're getting uh, they're getting orcas up there, killer whales. What's going on with the killer whales? I mean, if you get on Instagram or something, you 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 I get. I get, I don't know. I was just telling these guys that my, my whole feed is, is uh Sasquatch and weird things happening like killer whales. But I get, I get, for whatever reason, I get all of these things are, are on my feed and uh, the killer whales like attacking boats. Have you seen that? Yeah. What do I've you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're attacking the boats up there, but they're, I don't know where that is, but I saw that too. But it is, I don't think they've ever had them up by the Cape. Hmm. Like that's something that's some new phenomenon. I don't, I'm not sure what's causing them to. And they have, but I mean, whale watching is like a, a, a thing up there, right? Like you go up yeah, there and you can go out on like charters. Hunting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so there are lots of uh, businesses and people going out there. And then those people are saying, wow, we saw an orca today for the first time ever. And then it becomes a more yeah. uh, regular sighting. That's what you're, that's kind of yeah, what you're saying. Uh, my knowledge, this is the first year they've seen them up there. Wow. Does anybody have any idea what's going on with that? I don't know. I know there's a there's an influx of seals, um, um, which is why the great whites are so abundant up there. Or one of the reasons they're so abundant up there. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. But I know it's not normal. Van, that is the apex predator on the planet, oh, I think. They the, are. The terrifying. orca. They're like intriguing, but terrifying. Yeah. And really amazing, too. I mean, they... Uh, terrifying in that, you know, you, you don't stand a chance with them if you were in the water, but you don't stand a chance with so many sharks or mm -hmm. fish that, that could eat you easily. I mean, yeah. we're even Michael Phelps is a really terrible swimmer as it turns, as, as it compares to a fish, uh, or a yeah. shark or, or, a a, a great, uh, you know, I mean, a orca, but, um, mm -hmm. as soon as you get in the water, you're in the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. Yeah, even the best. You ever see the video of, them, of the orcas hunting the seals? Yes, on like, the ice patches and it's all that incredible. stuff. Incredible, and how smart it's, they it's are! So, it's amazing to see how smart they are and how they work together to get that seal off that ice. It's just, it's scary. Yeah, what's <laughs> also what amazing is is the there's somebody manning that camera, and you yeah. look around. And it's ice everywhere. So wherever that person is, he's been there for a long time, and he's also on. Yeah. The, he's also on that ice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's also sitting out there watching that seal. And somewhere yeah. there's an orca that can see him, and is like, yeah, or you know, polar bear. yeah, a polar bear. Wow. <laughs> I mean, between the two, you know, I read the craziest book. You might you might be interested in this book, and and I think I'll put it in the book club. But it was called. Um, Dang, I'm going to have to look it up. But it was about this dude that he sailed around the world and did a did a complete circumnavigation of the globe. It starts in Key West and um and he he's he's coming in from his trip around the world to Key West and he's like, "You know, that was a great trip, but there's got to be something else where I could take it to the limit." And uh, so he decides that he's going to take a boat 
as far north as he can possibly take it and then spend the winter in the boat. And I'm going to find the name of this book right now. And he gets, it's called North to the Night by Alva Simon. And this book is wild, man, because he knows he's going to get iced in up here and he knows that he has to have enough food and he has to have enough water and he has to have enough heating uh, oil, I think is what he's using to, to heat the, the boat. And it's, it's, it's him and his girlfriend and their cat. And listen, man, it, there are these polar bears that hunt them and they get iced oh, yeah. in up there. And all of the people up there are like, you, you can't stay up here. And he's like, well, no, I think I'm going to. And they're like, well, listen, the, the plane's going to come by one more time. Uh-huh. And after that, it might be two years before we come back. Wow. I mean, depending on the severity of the winter, are you yeah. good to sit here for two years? And he's like, yep. And he's got this boat that is made out of like uh, steel so that it's not going to get crushed by the ice. Um, but this book huh. is unbelievable it's an unbelievable book what this guy does i'm gonna have to check that out that trip not for me though (laughs) not for me either i mean sitting on a little on a on a steel boat hoping you don't get crushed by the ice and meanwhile hoping that as soon as you stick your head out of the porthole of your of your boat that a that a polar bear doesn't rip it off (laughs) but he said those polar bears they uh are very cunning and very smart and they absolutely hunt you they are terrifying. I saw a video of one eating a seal, and it was the most brutal thing I think I've ever seen. It was, it was, it was horrible. Yeah, and they can swim. Luck. Have you seen them oh, yeah. swim? So I mean, they can swim so good, and they'll they'll like okay. swim around and stick their head up, just like the orcas do. Okay. Stick their head up and make sure yep. they see somebody, and then swim way over and there. Sneak up, sneak up, just the way, the same way the orcas do. And they'll they'll like spot one from however far away. And they'll go all over the ice and then into the water and pop up over here and work their way over. And oh man, it's, it's incredible. Terrifying. Yeah. Literally being hunted. Yeah. I don't know that. A, I mean, maybe, maybe you could get in a situation like that with a grizzly bear, but I, I just think there's so much, so less, so much less food available yeah. food where the polar bears mm-hmm. are that if they see something moving on that ice, they're like, Hmm. I'm going to eat that. (laughs) So Mike, uh, with the, with the baby, you got the, the series going, tell me, uh, blue sky, the next, uh, the next couple of years, what you got. some? I mean, some of the things you might not be able to announce, but what, uh, how do you see the next, the next couple of years laying out for you and your police Um, work? Like, are you, how how much longer are you going to, are you going to, um, work on, I have four years left till I can retire and get my pension and do all that stuff. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but you know, it depends on what happens with life and everything outside of the job. I'd like to stay the four, you finish the four years out and collect my pension and ride off into the sunset, you know, but, um, time will tell what happens with that. Um, I see many sleepless nights ahead of me with the baby. Um, so that'll be an adjustment and trying to navigate, uh, lack of sleep, trying to stay on, on top of my nutrition, trying to raise a kid, still trying to train, trying to balance all the jobs and, you know, all the stuff I do. Um, it'll be a big juggling act really, you know, but, uh, I think it'll be fun. I'm not trying to 
change my lifestyle too much where, you know, like the guys talk to the guys at work and they're like, Oh, your, your life's over. You're having a kid. You're, you're never going to do anything ever again. I'm like, no, it's not going to be like that. Kids come with me. We're going to do stuff, do stuff together. Uh, I'm still going to work out. Dad bod is not an option. <laughs> you know, everybody's, everybody's poking fun at me. Oh, you'll have a dad bod within the year or something like that. I don't foresee that happening. No. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I think the next couple of years will be a big juggling act. Um, I'm hoping to do more stuff with, uh, my own personal YouTube channel, first one's YouTube channel, more stuff on Instagram, more stuff like this. Um, trying to set myself up for the afterlife, man. Something within the outdoor space would be amazing. Um, whether it be doing some fishing stuff or, you know, trying to monetize what we're doing with first form, um, doing those like adventure shows, stuff like that would be, you know, life changing. That's so know, cool. To have that opportunity. Well, you're on your way, man. You you got a good personality. You got a great following, and uh, and you're you're doing things that are that are really cool. I th I mean, I'm a fan, so I think you'll I think Appreciate you'll do great with it. And as far as the, I mean, going back to what we said at the very beginning, um, it sounds like a balancing act, and it sounds like so many of these things are impossible. But I promise you that you have motivation and and an inner fire like you have never had before, and a determination mm -hmm. to keep off the dad bod and a determination to, yep. you know, I mean, the determination to, to keep off the dad bod is, is that's going to be a strong, uh, that's going to be a strong thing for you. But I think what will become even stronger is I want to be the, the example for my son and yeah. nothing, listen, nothing mm -hmm. that you've ever experienced is going to be a stronger pull than that. And yep. uh, I feel like that that's more important now than ever to be a strong father figure and set the standard and example for not only your son, but all young men coming up, like, especially if you're in a position where people, you know, you have a couple eyeballs, you have, you know, <clears throat> people looking up to you, whatever the case may be. If you're in a position to lead by example, it's more important now than ever to do it. I agree with you a thousand percent. And uh, and it also is somewhat unpopular in in, oh, yeah. in today's world so um i don't know why uh strength and masculinity is is unpopular because without it i don't think we're going to be very happy with where we are but um yes you're you're exactly right and you're you're setting yourself up in a in a really good position for that and especially for your own son that's uh that's huge we we just kind of glossed over where uh where people see your stuff so tell me how uh, uh about the first form channel your mm -hmm. channel your social media where do people find you and how do they follow you and, and see what you're doing i do a lot of stuff on uh instagram the no donut here um the first form outdoors yeah first form channel what else mike michael just getting that started recording my first tomorrow and uh how about the the fit for duty or fit to fit? What do you call it? Fit to train. Fit for duty. Fit so for it's duty. A, it's a charity training event we we've done for years now. Uh, we brought it back here just because the last couple of years a little dicey. Yeah. How the last couple of years worked. Um, but it was you know, we had 150 people show up in the and do functional training stuff, and there's honestly a complete stranger that come together working in the same direction towards a common goal, turning each other off, just having a good time. Love it, man. That's great for the community. 
really is. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, Mike, I, I love catching up with you and uh, you got so many exciting things going on and, and, and most notably uh, getting married and having your son. That's, that's really incredible. I wish you all the very best and, and you're Greatly just going to be on a, on a great journey there and you're going to, you're going to do great with it. I already know that. So um, you guys should check him out. No donuts here. That's his, that's his uh, handle on Instagram and lots of other places, I guess. But definitely check out the YouTube series, First Form, and the First Form Fishing page. That's all really cool stuff. And, um, yeah, I we'll, we'll can't wait to see what you, uh, what you got cooking. Thank you, sir. All right, Mike. Cool. Thanks for doing it, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, bro. Okay. We'll see you.